0: Part 1, Chapter 2 of A Vital Question, or What is to be Done, by Nikolai Shcherneshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, 1852-1935, to and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part 1, Chapter 2 Maria Alexievna knew what was spoken at the theater, but she did not yet know what followed that conversation at the very time that she was getting more and more angry with her daughter and in consequence of having put too much rum in her punch was snoring in her daughter's room mikhail ivanovitch Storoshnikov was taking supper in a certain fashionable restaurant with the other young gentleman who had accompanied him to the box there was still a fourth person in the company a french girl who came with the officer the supper was almost ended Monsieur storeshnik storeshnikov felt greatly set up the french girl addressed him for the third time during the supper Monsieur storeshnik allow me to address you so it sounds better and is much easier to speak i did not think that i was going to be the only lady in your company i hope to see adele here that would have been charming i see her so seldom adele unfortunately has quarrelled with me the officer wanted to say something, but he did not speak. ''Don't believe him, Mademoiselle Julie,'' said the civilian. ''He does not dare to tell you the truth. He thinks that you will not like it when you find out that he has given up a French girl for a Russian.'' ''I don't know why it was we came here,'' said the officer. ''Why, yes, Serge. It was because Jean asked us, and it has been very pleasant for me to get acquainted with Monsieur Storeshnikov. No, Monsieur Storeshnikov, what bad taste you show?'' i should never have said anything if you had deserted adele for that circassian beauty in whose box you were sitting but to give up a french girl for a russian i imagine her colourless eyes colourless thin hair a vacant colourless face i beg pardon not colourless but as you call it blood with cream and by that you mean a dish which only your eskimo can take into their mouths jean let that sinner against grace have the ashtray let him scatter ashes on his wicked head you have spoken so much nonsense julie that it ought to be your head not his that should be sown with ashes said the officer it happens that the very girl whom you call the circassian was the russian you are making sport of me a genuine russian said the officer impossible you are quite wrong my dear julie if you think that our nation has only got one type of beauty like your own you have a great many blondes but we julie are a mixture of nations we have the white-haired like the finns yes yes the finns said the french girl and those with black hair who are even darker than italians tartars and mongolians yes yes tartars and mongolians i know about them said the french girl again and all of them have given us a share of their blood we have blondes whom you may despise but they are only a local type a very common type to be sure but not predominating that's strange but she is lovely why doesn't she go on the stage by the way gentlemen i only speak of what i have seen there remains a very important question her foot your great poet karasen i have been told said that in all russia there could not be found five pair of small straight little feet julie it was not karasen who said that and you had better call him Karamzin karamzin was a historian and he wasn't a russian but a tartar now here's a new proof of the variety of our types it was pushkin who spoke about the little feet his poetry was very good in its day but now it has lost a large part of its value by the way the eskimo live in america and our savages who drink the blood of elans are called samoyeds thank you serge karamzin historian pushkin i know eskimo in america the russians are samoyeds yes samoyeds that is such a lovely word samoyedui now i shall remember it now gentlemen i shall ask serge to tell me all this again when we are alone it is a very profitable subject for conversation besides science is my hobby i was born to be a madame Stael gentleman but this is an episode entirely out of the track let us return to the question her foot if you will allow me to call upon you to-morrow mademoiselle julie i shall have the honour of bringing you her shoe bring it i will try it on that appeals to my curiosity storeshnikov was enraptured why because he had got into jeanne's wake and jeanne was in serge's wake and julie she was one of the most prominent of the french ladies among all the french ladies of serge's society it was an honour a great honour i don't care anything about her foot said jean but i as a practical man am interested in something beside her foot i want to see if she has a pretty figure her figure is very pretty said storeshnikov who was encouraged by the praise given his taste and who thought at the same time that he could give julie a compliment he had not dared to do so before her figure is charming although to praise another woman's figure here is certainly blasphemy Ha-ha! this gentleman wants to make a compliment on my figure i am neither a hypocrite nor a liar monsieur storeshnik and i don't praise myself nor can i endure that others should flatter what is bad in me thank god i have something for which i can honestly be praised but my figure ha <laughs> ha, john you can tell him whether my figure is worth praising john why don't you speak your hand monsieur storeshnik she seized his hand see here now you will know that i am not all that i seem i have to wear a padded dress just as i wear a petticoat not because i like it no in my opinion it would be better without such hypocrisy but because it is the fashion but a woman who has lived as i have and how have i lived monsieur storeshnik i am a saint now compared to what i have been such a woman cannot preserve her beauty and suddenly she burst into tears my beauty my beauty my lost innocence oh god why was i born you lie gentlemen she cried jumping up and pounding with her fist on the table you are slanderers you are low fellows she is not his mistress he is trying to buy her i saw how she turned away from him how she burned with indignation and with scorn it was contemptible yes said the civilian lazily stretching himself you have boasted a little prematurely storeshnikov you have not caught your fish yet and yet you said that she was yours and that you had broken with adele so as to deceive us the better yes you gave us a very good description but you described to us what you had not seen yet however it's no matter a week sooner or later makes no difference you must not be discouraged about drawing on your imagination for stories you will get on even better than you thought i have been there you will be satisfied was beside himself with anger no mademoiselle julie you are mistaken i venture to assure you that you are mistaken in your conclusion forgive me for daring to contradict you but she is my mistress that was an ordinary lover's quarrel because she was jealous she saw that i was sitting in mademoiselle mathilde's box during the first act that's all that's a lie my dear that's a lie said Jean, yawning i don't tell lies i don't tell lies prove it i am a positive man and i don't believe anything without proofs what proofs can i bring you now here you are backing out and you as good as confess that you lie what proofs as if it would be hard to show them now then here's for you to-morrow we will meet here again at supper mademoiselle julie will be good enough to bring her serge i shall bring my dear little Bert. you bring her if you bring her i am the loser the supper shall be at my expense if you don't bring her you should be driven out from our circle in disgrace Jean, touch the bell the servant appeared Simon, be good enough to get supper for six people to-morrow, one just like the one that I had when Bert and I were married at your house. Do you remember before Christmas and have it in this very room? How could I ever forget such a supper, Monsieur? It shall be done. The servant went out. You contemptible, miserable men. Two years I lived as a bad woman in a house with prostitutes and thieves, and never once did I meet three such low people as you are. Mon Dieu what sort of people do i have to live with in society why must i suffer such disgrace o god she fell on her knees o god i am a feeble woman i could bear hunger but in paris the winters were so cold the cold was so bitter and the temptations were so overpowering i wanted to live i wanted to love o god that was no sin why art thou punishing me so deliver me from this band Lift me out of this mire. Give me strength to become even a bad woman again in Paris. I ask of thee nothing else. I deserve nothing else. Only deliver me from these men, from these contemptible men. She jumped up and ran to the officer. Serge, are you too like the men? No, you are better. Better? repeated the officer phlegmatically. Isn't this thing contemptible? It is, Julie. And you don't protest? You allow it? You agree to it? You share in it? sit on my knee my dear julie he began to caress her as she grew calmer how i love you at such moments you are a glorious woman now why don't you consent to go through the marriage ceremony with me how many times have i asked you to give your consent marriage the bridal conventionality never i have forbidden you to mention such absurdities don't get me angry but serge dear serge forbid him he is afraid of you save her julie be calmer this is impossible if not he then somebody else what difference does it make just look here jean is already thinking of getting her away from him and there are thousands of such jeans as you know well it is impossible to save the daughter when her mother is anxious to sell her you can't knock down a wall with your forehead we russians say we are a clever people julie you see how calmly i live accepting this russian principle of ours never you are a slave the frenchwoman is free the frenchwoman's struggles may fall but still she struggles i will not allow this who is she where does she live do you know i know let us go to her i am going to warn her what at one o'clock at night no let us go home au revoir jean au revoir of course you will not expect julie and me at your supper to-morrow you see how excited she is and i also to tell you the truth don't like this business at all of course my opinion has nothing to do with you au revoir what a crazy french woman said the civilian stretching himself and yawning as the officer and julia left a very piquant woman but this is too much it is very pleasant to see a nice little woman get warmed up but i would not live with her four hours let alone four years of course storeshnikov our supper will not be destroyed by her caprice i shall bring paul and mathilde in their place and now it's time to go home i've got to call on bert and then i would go and see the little luken who is mighty pretty end of part 1 chapter 2 recording by expatriate in bangor maine